Hello, everyone, and welcome to the deep dive that is uncensored horror. Tonight, it is myself and lovely Miss Katie McCarthy. We're looking like we've had a lot of sun, aren't we? Mm. Our pale, pale bodies mm. in the beautiful perfect. New York perfect. winter. Perfect, perfect skin tones for the movie we're about to discuss. I know, right? Our beautifulness is, is just too beautiful. But we are here, and we are here ready to discuss a brand new movie. Week of release, oh, well, almost. It's been out for about a week, but um, or less than, actually. And Katie and I have been in the same country, and we went to the movie together, strangely enough. It was wonderful. We did. There are a few times where we actually grabbed onto each other, which is um, quite funny as well, which we might talk about later on. But um, it was an adventure in itself, really, wasn't it, Katie? Do you want to tell the folks um, <laughs> what yeah. happened to us while we... <laughs> oh, well, Phoebe experienced his first little snowstorm. It was beautiful. Uh, it was. We, we, we headed out. And it was starting to snow, and Steve looks at me and goes, are we going to be okay? I said, this is nothing. So we go into the movie, see the movie, we come out, and it is a winter wonderland for our little Aussie. Quite literally. Like, it was white. <laughs> it was white everywhere. If you are, if you are all familiar with uh, upstate New York, you know that uh, snow is not that unusual for this time of year. But Steve thought he was going to collapse and do a snow angel. He was thrilled it's it really is kind of cute yeah <laughs> it was it was very exciting for an australian who you know at home we're usually sweating it out like pigs at this time of the year although apparently it's done nothing but rain <laughs> so <laughs> thank you yeah. thank you global warming i guess <laughs> we say and, but you know. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know now we're going to be heading into us you know a wind and rainstorm because you know if you don't like the weather one minute here in new york just wait a just wait. It'll change. It'll change. It'll change. But things that do not change is, is horror releases. And, you know, Uncensored Horror is always here to make sure that we're trying to. And we're going to try and do these um, week of release um, shows a bit more this year because I feel like you guys like it. <laughs> so without further ado, we are going to dive into the deep end of... Night swim. Ooh, everything you fear is under the surface. Now, um, quite an auspicious moment in modern horror history. Anyway, this is a co-production uh, by Atomic Monster and Blumhouse Productions. So Jason Blum and James Wan. Those companies have now merged and become what we're gonna say i think we have to call it the go-to horror studio of the modern day now blumhouse is is it it I, for better or worse it is I'm for mainstream on, horror I'm mainstream still horror on the A24 <laughs> with my dear life yeah look a24 or a24 is going to give you that independent you know kind of highbrow horror but for you know for what it is i think we're looking at the dimension slash new line of the new millennium. <laughs> and it is Blumhouse because Blumhouse pretty much owned the rights to everything. And um, the I read, in I read an interview saying that they are planning 
eight films per year. So not a bad turnout. They do have lots of franchises and they have lots of, you know, I'm sure lots of new stuff. And I'm sure they've got um, some franchises in their eyes to go, oh, I want to grab that. So we shall see whether the, the merging of those two companies is for better or worse. But let's talk a little bit, a little bit about Night Swim. Now, this is a week of release review, so we're not going to go too deep into the plot because we want people to go out and see it. We strongly believe that you should still be going to the cinemas and, you know, making it an event. Um, it was quite a mixed audience <laughs> when we went and saw it. So, I mean, obviously <laughs> Steve and I were the most glamorous, but then yes, there, of were, uh, there were others that looked like they were probably better suited for the Willy Wonka movie. And then there were some uh, elder horror fans, which is what I assume Steve and I will look like in that age. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. There were, so there were there were three three teenage girls. I was like, oh god, but they were actually quite quiet for the whole thing, which was exciting. They yeah, got, they I think they got read the, was... they got read the rights before the show began, and then um, they, they did. yeah, this they old, did. this old couple came in and and sat with us as well. So it was a, it was a pretty empty theatre, but it was also you know quite blizzardous <laughs> outside. So <laughs> yeah. I understand why there weren't people everywhere. But it was it was it was good. Um, now this film we're gonna discuss. It. We will be doing a little bit of spoiling, not a whole lot. But um, if you haven't seen it, maybe pause and come back to us. But we are we are gonna talk about it. Uh, Night Swim is based on a short film which I literally just watched before the show started. Before we started recording, it's only three minutes long, so it's nice and short. It's on YouTube. It's called Night Swim. You can go see. You can. Go and watch it whenever you have uh, three minutes spare. Uh, and it is written and directed by um, Bryce McGuire in mm -hmm. his directorial debut. Um, and it's, yeah, the, the mainstream film was by Bryce McGuire and another guy called Rod Blackhurst. Uh, and this has been, yeah, in the zeitgeist since 2014. So it's taken 10 years for it to get a big stream adaption. But... I, I kind of, yeah, liked it. <laughs> well, well, here's a big question for you, because this is not the first time um, Blumhouse has done a short film. Uh, I'm sorry, an extended film from a short film. I'm thinking like that. Right. Now, if you remember... Smile. Short, <laughs> isn't, okay. smile isn't Smile a small a short as well? I'm not sure, honestly. Uh, granted, Smile was <laughs> much less disappointing than uh, Lights Out. Um well, I guess I just pulled my point there. Uh, I thought smile, smile, <laughs> smile was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But Lights Out, I loved that short. That short gave you all the, the anxiety and the dread and the, oh, just, it was amazing. It was just so well crafted. And then you get Lights Out, Blumhouse's version. What the fuck? There is an argument with the critics about this as well, whether it was better suited as, as a three-minute short or a, you know, 90-minute feature film. Yeah, and I was going to ask, did you like the short better or do you like this one better? I can see them as two different things, kind of like Lights Out. I can, I can go, okay, this is what you're inspired by, but short films are good for, like, that little, that little thrill, as you said. But if I really enjoy something, 
I always want to dive deeper. <laughs> pardon the pun. I always want a little bit more. I want, I want more information. I want more story. And I think it was, yeah, look, as a short film, it was good. There was no explanation as to why anything happened or anything like that. It's literally three minutes and over it and done. I, I think that the hour and a half gave it uh, a little bit more breathing room. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's it's the rare case that it's not too much either. Um, there was enough story for the characters and backstory and even, you know, mythos building for those of us that like, you know, a little bit of backstory and all that kind of stuff. There was enough of everything that it kind of went, cool, okay, that's, yeah. I, 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 I can see there's two separate entities and I think that's how I will keep it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What about you? See, I disagree to a point. I think this story was severely <laughs> lacking with with the myth. I think the, when you consider what goes into these, whatever's in the water, you know nothing about them except that they're scary as hell. But where they yeah, come from, I think, I think that's the there? point. In modern and, horror, and, I think that's the point, though, right? I I like I like when you don't know much about it, but when something is solidly going, um, it's it's really hard to explain without giving away too much. Um, <laughs> I know. Okay. I think spoilers? so. The intention it requires, is yeah. it, it requires yeah, a sacrifice. Go. So that's all I'm saying. And if you have something like yeah. that that makes a statement like that, you need to know why. You need to know why it requires it. If you're just going to make a creepy monster, but you don't think much backstory, then great. That's why it's scary. But you can't give a little. You don't think that they're they're trying to um they're trying to maybe flesh it out for a sequel. This is not getting a sequel, and I'm calling it right now. This is not getting it. I feel that it it walks that really awkward path which is which is modern horror because they have stories and you can't really (laughs) we know from you know conversations that we've had with people that work in the industry if you go in with an idea Mm -hmm. they want at least at least the snifter of an idea of what you would do if there was a sequel right there's nothing that's there's nothing that's a one and done in these day in this day and age and it can be to the benefit or the detriment of the movie. I think the way this tied up, there's no, there's not really a need for it. I can see how you would think it was vague to lead up to the sequel, but the way it all tied up, it doesn't really need it. Um, I think visually it was stunning. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more gorgeous than this film i mean the 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 way they shot in the water and the angles and like playing the dark like the the depth of the deep end and the light of the shallow and you know the juxtaposition it was beautiful i cannot say one bad thing about really well shot looks because it's amazing and i'm never gonna fight kurt russell's son because kurt russell could still get it and his son can get it but That, that's probably where my like yay ends for this movie. Uh, 
don't know. There were uh, sitting next to you in the theater. There were some moments. Uh, there were some it moments. Had some that good was, jumps. That were it like, had some Ooh. good jump scares. I will also give it that. It had some very good jump scares. It was effective. I don't know. I will go. I, I will give it more than jump scares. I thought there were some good moments of tension as well. I, I'm. I'm. There still... were some good moments of tension that that we're going to talk about. We'll, we'll talk about. I'm just going to give us a little bit of a um, a little bit of an idea of the plot. So okay. the movie starts out in 1992 when a um, young girl, <laughs> and it's very it's very very vague at the beginning, which is cool because you know what is this movie about? The mystery about this movie and the in, even the way the leading up to it and through the advertising, there hasn't been a lot of information about it. So uh, she has a terminally ill brother and notices that uh, he has left his toy boat in their backyard swimming pool. While retrieving the boat, however, something, something <laughs> pulls her into the pool. Cut to the modern day where... Um, <laughs> Former baseball star Ray Waller and his family are forced by an injury slash illness, um, which I, I believe is MS. They came down to. I think it's like a bit nebulous, but they're calling it MS. Um, yeah. yeah, he he he's injured slash sick and needs to recover. So they find a house that has a swimming pool that miraculously is attached to a natural spring that is said to have healing properties. There we go. <laughs> that's as um, that's as as deep as I'm going to go so far. I've, I've I've toddled into the middle of the pool. I'm not going to dive into the deep end yet. Not going after those quarters. No, and I, I think they found really good ways of of tying the pool in constant. Like when you, when you think about, oh my god, this is a movie about a haunted pool. <laughs> like how, like you just don't go in it. But they found they found ways to you know make it work for the for the storyline. Everything revolved around that pool, which. Um, mm -hmm. For people that have never had, for people that have never had one, and then suddenly have one, life does revolve around your pool when you first get it. You're like pool, and it's like that Simpsons episode, Bill Pool. That's how you <laughs> feel about life. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's talk about uh, about our 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 cast. I can't speak. Sorry. Um, as you as you said, Wyatt Wyatt Russell now. I didn't clock it was him straight away because the last time I saw Wyatt Russell was um, Marvel <laughs> when he oh, was, yeah. um, you know, a bit, a bit more. I mean, <sighs> this man is the perfect mix of his parents, and uh, th this is this is the spawn of uh, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, and he is just beautiful, just like his parents. He's, he's he is a perfect specimen, and. <sighs> Uh, he has his mother's timing, I think. Like, you know, the like the the dry humor and just he has her timing down like pat. And I love that. I think he was a really good choice. I think it was solid casting. Uh, the mother, um, 
I'm really going to botch. Carrie Condon. Oh, no, that's not what I was thinking. Uh, Carrie Condon. Sorry, I was about to try to pronounce the, the daughter's name, but Carrie Condon was perfect. Too. <laughs> I mean, she carried she was great. the second half of the film. Yeah. You were very you were very emotionally invested in her. And that's some of the thing I struggle with with modern horror is being emotionally invested in some of these characters, but I really cared about her and I really cared about what happened to her. Yeah. So and even the the child actors that they had were were really like the, the whole cast was really strong, which is mm-hmm. refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a bad performance. Oh yeah. If anything, I'd have to say they script failed them, but phenomenal casting. Yeah, look, I didn't hate. Look, I f- I feel like there's a lot to be critical of in modern times, mm-hmm. but I had no expectation going in, so I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. I like I didn't go. Oh, this is a like I I didn't check you know for time or anything i was like okay this is all pacing fair like yeah the the scare to story ratio wasn't bad you know how sometimes we get these long exposition scenes and then scares it was all right i didn't mind the pacing i just like once i learned a little more about it i wanted to know more and i just feel like i have an itch that was just (laughs) unscratched so I'm, I'm dwelling on that. I, I am very petty, and I am dwelling on this itch that cannot be scratched because they didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny that we we have opposite reactions. Like I wanted a little bit more from the short film, and you wanted more from the feature length. It's just like that. It just proves you can't keep anyone happy at all. Well, when you think about it, like great cast, strong performances, beautiful cinematography. Come on, you you were set up for success. I just I just I just wanted a little more. <laughs> so cool. And, and, and I think so- we can we can tell people we can tell people the general vibe of the film. Uh, and as I, I think I, I turned to Katie at the end, I'm like, this is kind of like The Shining and Amityville Horror if they had a pool. Mm-hmm. Very not, much that vibe. There wasn't, there wasn't the, that's why I took a little bit of umbrage with the jump scare thing. There were moments of jump scares, but that it was more old school in the fact that it was, there were moments of tension. And a lot of the time in modern horror, I don't get moments of tension. You can telegraph what's going to happen. There are certain times, <laughs> certain parts of this film where Katie and I are like, oh, this is going to happen. Oh, no, wait, this is going to happen. <laughs> We're talking to each other going, oh, that, that, no, 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 no. We weren't right. <laughs> In certain well, fact, it yeah, kind of we took a left-hand right turn. <laughs> yeah, we weren't right, but then we were. So it was, I feel like tension does a lot for me as opposed to jump scares and gore, but that's... This oh, is I, another one of these um, PG-13 horror moments. Listen, I absolutely <laughs> agree with you. I think a PG-13 movie can be absolutely uh, scary and effective and enjoyable just as much as an R-rated movie. It's it's all about the story. It's all about the performance. It's, it's about mood. Like, you could get a real tense movie and rate it PG-13, and it could be 
the best movie you've seen all year. And then you could get a movie that's R-rated, full of gore and blood, and it could be terrible. It's not always. It did make me want to swim, though. That pool was beautiful. I think I would. I think I. I think I would. I think I would sacrifice some people for that pool. It's. I love a deep pool. I'm like, oh. It was very nice. And I got to be honest, I've never heard of a natural spring pool, so that was interesting in itself. Like that. It is interesting, but see this. This is the thing with natural springs. We'll talk about it a little bit more. It's not, it doesn't. I, I was trying, trying to not to spoil it. Um, I'm I, trying not to spoil it. Um, it's like very rare that I think it is funneled into one very small location from what we heard in the movie later on. This mm -hmm. spring actually fed quite a substantial space. So mm -hmm. who's to say that this spring doesn't pop up down the street across the road? Da 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 da. That could be a really interesting story to tell of what happens in different locations from this, because there are all across the world and Amer America and the world these locations where you know natural hot springs, natural mineral springs, all that kind of things, and civilization mm -hmm. pops up around it, hotels and all that kind of stuff. Um, they usually got <laughs> most of the times you see them on like ghost hunters and ghost adventures and stuff like that. It seems to be something about the natural, I don't know, the something about the earth giving that seems to attract supernatural themes and, and all that kind of stuff, which is really cool as well. I like that when you know it wasn't body horror, it wasn't a slasher, it wasn't it wasn't even necessarily a ghost story, it was something different. When, we come, when it really comes down to it. It's more of a possession story. I mean, like you said, the best the best mood I can set for you about this is Amityville Horror. If you consider George yeah. Lutz and his personality around the house, connect the dots there, because that's, that's really giving you a lot <laughs> without saying a lot. It really, really is. Especially if you know the history. And I like... Wyatt, Rus Wyatt Russell has those shifty eyes that he can give us. He can give us, um, you know, George Lutz moments. And, <laughs> it's just like, okay, cool. There, and it was very, you know, The Shining and Jack Torrance too. Like it was just like a subtle totally. descent. And I also really like the practical effects in this. The, the makeup with the, like looking sickly and the, the dark eyes and things like that. It's when that is done so well, you can't miss. You cannot miss. Yeah. I mean, look at Talk To Me. That was just, mm, mm, <laughs> I still love it. Uh, and, and Talk To Me, and well, it's good to bring it up because it's, you know, it's still, it's probably the biggest horror film of 2023. We're living, <laughs> we're living in this, in this world where we are looking at horror in a different way and trying to find different things to make us scared. Who would have ever thought we'd get a, a movie about a haunted pool? We've got a haunted ceramic hand and a haunted pool. This was out of my bingo card. <laughs> no, not not to be scared. And and there were it, look, there were moments that we grabbed each other and went, "Oh God, it's happening! Something's happening!" Yep. Um, yeah, no, I don't deny that. I, 
I do love there were sense of dread moments. I love that Carrie Condon's character wasn't an idiot. As, like literally as soon as something started to go, well, she was really the first one to get the experience by herself. Other right. than the children, like the kid, the kids. Um, and it, it's very indicative of Amityville and other real life haunting stories. You know, every person has their experience, but they usually hold on to those experiences. These, this family are like, um, something's fucked up with that pool. <laughs> it was yeah. like, yeah, I, very quickly. I kind of love that. I love when characters have a better sense of danger. Like, it's not always fun to have people making the choices to run up the stairs instead of out the door. I mean, you as a horror fan, you get so frustrated by these easy decisions that they just always make the wrong one. And I really like the direction that these people knew there was something wrong. They knew it. And they actively tried to make good decisions in the veins who stay out of danger. I like that. But I, I also, I also, yeah, but how good was it, though, that that also didn't give them an option? Because once the water has chosen you, you're pretty much fucked. Like, that That's was, I, it was like, it seems, it seems really simple, you know, just don't go in the pool. But it's too late. Everyone's already been in the water. And They're affected mention- by it. Like you said, like if the spring is feeding the pool, is it spree- is it feeding the faucet? Is it feeding the shower? Is it feeding the washing machine? Exactly. Feeding, like where where is this water source end? Like it's it's limitless. I think um, when we found the original fam, the the mother of the original family, that that was the big twist. Like we knew something was going on, but for it to mm-hmm. be literally. And- a sacrifice like a sacrificial altar almost like you have to appease the gods i was like that's really cool i didn't expect that at all i was expecting some tragic backstory and all this trauma and i was expecting just ghosts that's what i was expecting i was expecting just ghosts oh i just expected this woman to be a wreck it got dark (laughs) she she was she was not (laughs) spoiler alert she was not wrecked and it says a lot it says a lot about the human condition as well like mm-hmm. what are you willing to sacrifice to get something that you really want and it's yeah there's some big questions <laughs> there are some big questions there and i think we kind of got that with the waller family but i would have liked it a little bit more uh if you know we 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 always it's kind of that Ray's a little bit disappointed that his son isn't following in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he maybe idolised the daughter a bit more because she was the more sporty one, we could have had a little bit more of that. Like the, the child that played the son was great, was fantastic at what he did. And mm-hmm. I just feel like that might have tipped it over the edge a bit more for me because, you know, but not everyone can be an asshole like Jack Torrance either. God, I, I, I like I struggle to think of who else could have done that the way Jack Nicholson did, and I don't think there's really many people. Who could <laughs> no, no one. <laughs> I mean, they had to CGI him into um, Doctor Sleep to to get the same performance. So, you know, once in a lifetime kind of thing. But 
there's something about the, you know, especially baseball, right? This guy's a baseball player, the American sport, you know, all American. Mm-hmm. He's on a baseball card. He's literally on a baseball card and he ends up trying to, you know, basically sacrifice his whole family so he can play baseball again. It's, it's like it's something, right? Like that's that's I, bleak. That's that's bleak. It's, you think about it, like, do you love your career that much that you're willing to put what is supposed to be the most significant people in your life in that much danger? Like, mm. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do it. The um the scene between the scenes between him and his daughter were actually really quite intense too. I I thought she did a great job when the when she was um you know doing the shining inside the house towards the end of the movie. Yeah. But I would love to I um like see a behind the scenes as well of, of how they filmed some of these water scenes. Yeah, like, I was just gonna ooh. say I wanna know how, how they've been holding their breath like that because the detail <laughs> Like you think they're under there for so long, and really, it's like a millisecond. It's it's yeah. almost instant, and they feel like they've been under there for hours. And you're just like, God, I'm like dead. I died. I'm already dead. I, yeah, I'm I would have died. <laughs> I would have died. I can't. I can't. I, I, I'm just gone. And they're just like, <clears throat> they're, they're fine. It's it's remarkable the training they must have had to do for that. And that'd be I that'd be that, see. I think that's the fun part of movie making. Sometimes, I mean. Remember all that hullabaloo about Kate Winslet when she held her breath for eight minutes in Avatar, making Avatar 2? <laughs> and she's like a world record hold. Like, that's intense. But this, I feel like this would have also been really quite intense. They only shot this film over a course of 34 days. That's some, like, quick so training to have to do that. That and is some have to quick. Or, like, I'm just, like going through my head, they must have had like oxygen tanks, divers underneath or something like that. I'm just going through all the motions of how could they have made this work? That is, yeah. Even the kids were holding their breath a long time. That, and I know when you're little, you're like, oh, let's see how long I can hold my breath underwater. I, I was never good at it. Never was good at it. <laughs> I don't know how these kids are. It's, it's cool. I, I was impressed. I was very, very impressed. And like I said, it was so pretty. All, all the blues and the, yeah. the black. Beautiful, the black. beautiful shots, especially when they're in the water looking up. At it, it's real. Like, like someone was in the water shooting that shot. It's not a CGI thing. And you can, I don't know, you forget that you can get these practical effects that are still, there's, some, there's something about those shots when they're underwater looking up and seeing the outline of somebody standing over them in the pool. That is really menacing, like truly menacing. They used a similar shot like that and get out. And I, I always loved that kind of scene. Like I always thought that was super scary. Just like you're seeing reality and you're trapped here and you're just helpless. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> dread. It's the feeling of dread. Like Look, how, how do and I get it's... out? Is it, is it really that far? The, the good thing about this movie is it kind of breaks the tension every now and then with a joke as well. And I 
I really I appreciate that. It kind of teases it, <laughs> teases it out of you, in and out of you. Um, I think one of the best, one of my favorite characters was the realtor played by Le- uh, Nancy Lenahan. Now she, you would know her. She's been in everything. She been in you everything? know, she's she's been in everything. I'm just looking like she's in. Uh, best uh, uh, smoking the bandit too. Uh, she's having a baby. Pleasantville, catch me if you can. She always plays one of the small town. Like she has that small town sensibility. She's always one of those ladies. But having, she was oh funny in this. I, I like um, very funny. Like I know I'm gushing over Wyatt Russell, and I can't help myself. But you know, I I like that he was. You know, you like him. You care about him. He's very friendly he's warm he's inviting you know he has a playful relationship it's very james brolin it is very james brolin and andy's all again like he's you know warm inviting and caring and then he's suddenly dark and psycho and just just like unattainable i just i like that i and i like jack nicholson but he never gives me the fuzzy vibes that man has never given me any warm fuzzy feelings ever no ever (laughs) <laughs> and um a little bit of australian inside humor as well which i pointed out to katie because <laughs> so as soon as i heard it i had to laugh i was like wait a second that is hilarious now um for a movie that is centered around water this is quite um <laughs> quite funny um harold holtz High school is the um, <laughs> the school in which the kids go to to you know um, to school and the swim team and everything is centered around you know, Harold Holt High School. Um, for those of us that are not from Australia, Harold Holt was the Prime Minister of Australia. Um, he the served 17th. as the seventeenth Prime Minister in. Yes, the 17th Prime Minister in 1966 until his disappearance uh, and presumed death in 1967 when he went swimming at the beach and was never seen again. (laughs) So if that didn't set you up for this film... And it's not just once. It's it's all through the movie. Every now and then they're like, oh, Howard Holt, Howard Holt. You're like... That's pretty funny. <laughs> it was a good joke. I'll give him that. Good joke. We, we have. We have. So um, without without spoiling too much more, I think we can give our, you know, give our opinions. Katie, how many toy boats out of five are you going to give? I'm going to go two and a half. I'm, okay. I might have to watch this again. In order to really kind of see if it's something I could start to like, but like Crows was beautiful, strong cast, strong performances, had some really good practical effects, really effective scares. However, I feel like I just really, really wanted a little more out of it. Mythos, mythos wise, I really, really wanted to know. I, I like it, it's killing me. Why? Why is the spring so? What? What is the spring so mad about? What, what are you mad about? <laughs> Which mad? Why mad? I gotta know. I'm gonna lose sleep over this. I think. 
I think it's one of the better modern horror films. It's it's an original idea. I'll give it points for that because, you know, everyone's using the same freaking idea nowadays. It could have been great. It was only good. Yeah, that's fair, fair enough. I think that's a that's a fair assumption of it. It could have been great. It was only good. Um, there is, as I said, I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought that there was enough new new stuff. Like, as I said, it sets out to be something, but there's more to it. And I enjoyed that um, modern horror, like especially these from Blumhouse is hit and miss. We can all agree Blumhouse is not, you know, unquestionably the god of horror. Um, but the fact that horror is available mainstream again is is refreshing. It's um, it's going to come with these highs and lows, but I think this, as you said, would be will be a, a movie that might be worth a rewatch. I think it'd be a good summer scare like horror movie, <laughs> you know, and it it might catch on then when you know people can mm -hmm. go out and swim afterwards. I mean, we've all had that moment when you're in a swimming pool at night by yourself and you go, "Oh, what's it, something's what's not right." Yeah, yeah, so to to try and manifest that into a whole movie is always going to be a big call. But mm -hmm. I, as you said, I think they got more right than they got wrong. Um, I can I can see where they would they could try and build this into something. But then again, not everything needs to be a franchise either. So no, absolutely, I not. don't. Not yeah. But I think I it mean, was it's a nice little. A nice little change. If you want to go into the movies for an hour and a half, sit there, have some fun, and turn turn your brain off, and not really have to think too much, and and have some genuine moments of tension, then go and see it. Have have some fun. I think we we do sometimes, especially in this modern day, we like we we like our serious horror, horror. We like our elevated horror. We like to you know. Sometimes we don't like straight answers. Sometimes it's good to just go. This movie is what it is, and that's what I went in expecting because I didn't know anything and I purposely didn't read anything. Like, okay, cool, that'll do me. And yeah, I'm gonna give it a three and a quarter. We're gonna do I like a Titanic midship breakup. <laughs> I honestly think it's worth a rewatch. I think this is enough where I'd watch it again. It's it wasn't so bad that I'm just like that was an hour and a half I wasted. I'm never going to watch this again. I'm just going to bitch about how the water pissed me off. No, I I will watch it again when I can and see if I can catch other things and see if maybe I need to give it a little more credit than I gave it the first time. Absolutely. Never know. Maybe, yeah, maybe rewatch in the summer and then, and then see how you feel about it. <laughs> you know, I think this really missed an opportunity, like, you know, to be released in the summer, to do what Jaws did for it still it still does still does to people going to the beach now and when did that film come out the 70s people are still freaked out to go to the beach because of jaws and this this movie had the chance to do that and maybe it will maybe people will be freaked out by the pool but to be released in january that's usually not a great time for the movie that, that usually means and people didn't have a lot of faith in it either it could be it could be one of these movies that it seems to be the trend these days that do okay at the box office. So it's done okay. It hasn't done amazingly. Mm -hmm. 
but it's done okay, which is, you know, all you can hope for. It's made its budget back. It's done it's done that job, you know. Tick, tick that off the list. We've done it. From $15 million, I think it's sitting at 17 and a half or something like that at the moment. And this is week of release. So yeah. it's it's doing pretty well. It's doing pretty well. Um, uh, there's not a lot of competition around either. I think it's like Wonka is the biggest thing that's going on. So if you don't like Timothy Chalamet singing about chocolate, then dive in the deep end and, and have a look at Night Swim. But you will not have to hold your breath for more uncensored horror because we've got lots coming your way. Um, I think we're going to have to start to uh, get ready for people to come knocking on our door very soon. So if you're not good with home invasion horror, <laughs> you might need to grab a blanket because The Strangers is coming very soon. But you never know what else might pop up. So, Katie, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thanks for joining me tonight. We can't go for a swim now, but, you know, maybe later. Um, and we will see you guys uh, again soon. Hopefully, let us know what you thought of Night Swim if you, saw, if you thought. And if you have a movie that you want us to review, it doesn't have to be brand new, um, let us know. We're, we're looking forward. We always, you know, like a bit of suggestion. I did say we were going to try and tackle the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise at some time this year. So, Freddy fans, you never know. So, we've already got The Strangers and Nightmare on Elm Street on the books. I'm sure there's a lot more scares coming your way. But until next time, our friends, why don't you keep it creepy and um, stay out of the deep end? <laughs> The one thing I am going to say is I don't think I'm ever going to be playing Marco Polo in the dark again. No. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.